What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Kicks and Picks, the soccer betting podcast. We have an awesome show for you today. We're going to do studs and duds. We have a brand new segment, Buy or Sell. We have a very special guest, Charles Michelle at ROI Capper One. Uh, big fan of the podcast. Dude is here to give out winner after winner. And we will, of course, take you through our locks of the week. We are still hot to start the year. Been absolutely on fire since Serie started. So let's roll right into it. So much for you guys today. Studs and duds. Scotty, hit us with the stud of the week. Yeah, I think it's it's very uh, time appropriate considering we're recording right now on Thursday, the day after uh, most of these midweek, mid-week mats, matches went off. Uh, I think the game of the midweek so far has been the Newcastle-Liverpool game. So my stud is going to be Andre Mariner. Yeah, the referee for the Liverpool and Newcastle match who took note of all the time wasting that Newcastle started like 15 minutes into the match, uh, gave five minutes of stoppage time. And during that time, I think Nick Pope sat down on the ground with cramps for about two and a half minutes. So stoppage time continued well beyond that five minutes that allowed Liverpool to get the winning goal. Lots of people complaining about this on Twitter, but I think by and large, most people were pretty happy that finally the referees are doing something about time wasting. So I'll give him my stud of the week for actually doing what's written in the rule book and, and making sure that all the added time is accounted for. Andre Mariner gets my stud. Deserve. My dud of the week, I will keep it in the Premier League. It's a guy that's probably never been a dud of the week, but I think it's kind of deserved at this point. It's Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, City have been on fire. I think they've scored 10 goals in the last two games. But Kevin De Bruyne, despite starting both matches has put up the Bobby Adekanye stat line, which is Oof. zero goals and zero assists. Uh, I think it's pretty unheard of to, to, to think that, you know, city can go 10 goals consecutively without De Bruyne being involved in at least one of them. And, and yet here we are now. A lot of that is correct. Erling Holland, but De Bruyne, I think has got to, got to pick it up a little bit. I mean, he's the you know stud of the, the, the team. He's got to keep hold of his spot. And uh, right now I think Holland is stealing his shine. So Kevin De Bruyne, you get my dud of the week. Both deserved. Coach, what about you? Yeah, I'm shocked he has no goals or assists in 10 goals. That, that's craziness. And and Mariner, I guess it's more on Newcastle, but they cost me a draw no bet with that late goal. It was rather, rather yeah. sideways in my day yesterday. But <laughs> I stood. I have to go to my team. Paulo Dybala for Roma. Had the brace. Uh, La Jolla scored his first two Roma goals. And consequently, those were his 99th and 100th in his Serie A career between Palermo and Juventus. 3 nothing win over Cremonese. Roma's attack finally produced more than one goal. They looked... Uh, Rather, not Cremonese. I'm sorry, Monza. That was uh, the previous match was Cremonese. So, Dybala getting getting things going for Roma. Assist, now now two goals. And my dud, I I can't go anywhere other than Chelsea. I mean, another Lots. unexpected road loss. This time, 2-1 at Southampton, following a 3-1 beatdown by Leeds in their last road match after escaping Leicester at home um, with the, somehow down a man, got two goals. That just speaks a bit about Leicester. But uh, Chelsea on the road has been very poor lately. And uh, for all the... The, the wheel and the deal they've done in the transfer market, not not really producing. So I, I don't want to steal his line, but Scotty said maybe the greatest thing ever in the group chat, and I want you to repeat it for the listeners about Chelsea. Yeah, so I think I think Chelsea might be the first club in history to spend half a billion dollars without actually improving their squad, because uh, that's certainly what it seems like it's been so far. In fact, ironically, yeah. the the player purchase that they just made with Obama Yang for I think it's like 7.5 million euros, like virtually nothing. That might actually be the best signing because no that's what they need. They needed that true number nine start striker that can get the ball in the back of the net. Facts are facts guys. And, and there they are. Dead of the week. Um, so my start of the week is going to be Alexander Mitrovic Fulham. Uh, I think he's picked up right where he left off in the championship. 
another goal this week. Um, but I am sad to report is anytime goal scorer value has dropped dramatically. First couple of weeks, if you guys remember, we gave him out. He was plus 240, I believe. Yep. Um, so we nailed that one. He's down to about plus 150, 160, depending on the book. So definitely something to keep an eye on going forward, but stud of the week from him. My dud is Scudetto contenders or pretenders in Italy. Um, just to run through it, Napoli back-to-back draws. Milan held scoreless last week. Lazio is fighting for fifth place and nothing more after not being able to produce goals despite chance after chance. Fiorentina is a pretender, as mentioned on this podcast. They are getting goals from nobody. Um, so all the top teams have been vulnerable. It seems to me like it's 2022 all over again. You cannot count on a team week after week. Nobody seems to want to put a little distance between themselves and the title. One thing I'll say to keep an eye on, Nick, and besides Roma, who I'm proud of, 10 points through, through four matches, happy with that. Uh, Atalanta, surprisingly, 10 points through four matches after they were our hashtag City of B team. I, I will season. say, I, I didn't I didn't publicize this, but you guys know that it's true. I did win back-to-back bets with them, so yeah. they're okay in my book. And Coach, you know, to be fair, embarrassed, right? <laughs> Atalanta did transition the Serie B crown over to Hellas Verona, and that's been well accepted by Hellas Verona, so... What was it the we, other day? I, I was texting Nick. I think they were like still plus nine hundred for relegation. Now, do they get relegated? I don't know because there are some bad teams in the league. But man, it's getting more and more tempting by the week. Yeah, they stink. No doubt about it. All right, everybody, we got a brand new segment for you here. We're calling it "Buy or Sell." It's not a new segment, but we, you know, we stole it from maybe around the horn or something like that. Special guest Charles Michelle. You guys know him on Twitter at ROI Capper One. Friend of the podcast, biggest fan of the podcast, gives out more winners than anybody we know. We're going to bring him in on this. So, guys, let's kick it right off with this new segment, Buy or Sell. We got underdogs in London. Chelsea against West Ham. West Ham, draw no bet, plus 400. Fulham against Tottenham. Tottenham, uh, excuse me, Fulham, draw no bet, plus 450. Are you guys buying or selling these underdogs having a shot? Scott, what do you think? I think if I'm buying one of them right now, I'll buy Fulham, draw no bet, plus 450. Uh, more so because I don't really like what West Ham are doing. I mean, we've talked about it before. We're not believers in Chelsea by any means, but this does not look like the West Ham team from last season. Um, you know, the midfield has been okay. I think largely their, their biggest issue has been scoring. And our, our guy, John Lucas Gamaka, mysteriously absent in the last match, and it, and it kind of showed. So, uh, Like a I'm toothache, not- right? Something like that? He's got some sort of gum and throat disease is, is what Moyes said. Uh, I don't really know what that means, but uh, it sounds like he's probably also going to be out this weekend since he hasn't started training. So I'm not really a buyer in West Ham right now. Um, so Fulham, I think they've been looking pretty strong. Uh, you know, obviously we, we, we love Mitrovic on this podcast and I, I think he's capable of scoring against any team. Uh, meanwhile, Tottenham's defense, I think is pretty shaky, especially without Christian Romero. So uh, if he doesn't play again, you know, I would, you know, look at Mitrovic to score at least one or two. And, uh, you know, I think the other issue they're having right now is is they're kind of in a crisis with Sun and, and Kulisevsky. Um, you know, they want to get Richarlison in there, but neither of those guys have really performed up to what they were doing in the second half of last season. Uh, and it seems like Conte is is a little hesitant to pull the trigger on, on removing either of those. So I could see Tottenham kind of faltering here and, and maybe Fulham squeaking out a, a result. All right, Scott's buying Fulham. Coach, what do you think here? Either of these guys have a shot. I'm buying the opposite. I I like 
that West Ham has started to turn the corner a little bit. They had the, the win two matches ago against Villa 1-0. They drew Spurs actually 1-1 um, on the midweek match, even without Skamaka. Yeah, it's some – I just looked. It's a illness, uh, some kind of like – he's got him on antibiotics for his gums in his throat. There's They're not saying whether he'll play this weekend. If not, it's Antonio up front. But uh, I don't know. I'm not buying uh, – Fulham at Spurs. I'm going to go better chance for West Ham. Chelsea hasn't been very good lately, and that's the main reason why. And maybe West Ham re- is starting to refine that form from last season. All right. So we got the boys split. Charles, special guest. Are you buying either of these underdogs with a shot this weekend? I'm buying both, and I really like that West Ham the most. Um, yeah, I think they're coming together as well. Um, plus, they've pretty much been a thorn in Chelsea's side. They've uh, Chelsea has only beaten this West Ham side by more than one goal um, in the last 10 meetings. West Ham has actually covered the other eight and won uh, four straight up. So I definitely like um, West Ham to at worst the plus one, but I could definitely see the draw um, or them winning straight up plus Bowen's plus 360 to score, Antonio's plus 340 to score. I don't think it'll be a uh, high scoring match, but I could. Uh, definitely see West Ham sneaking away with a result versus this uh, Chelsea side for sure. And then, um, you know, Tottenham, I'm, I do like this Fulham side as well. I, yeah, I more see maybe like a 2-1 type of match. I could definitely see Fulham covering as well. I love Mitrovic to score. I had him last week. He's getting going off at plus 170 again this week. So I could definitely see a 1-1, 2-1 type of match. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely like West Ham, the best of the two, but also could see Fulham getting a result um, against Tottenham as well. Even though um, Tottenham has pretty much owned Fulham over the years, I think um, they're um, like 8-1-1 one one over the last 10. But still, uh, this is a different side. So West Ham the most, and then I could definitely see Fulham getting a result as well. All right. Sounds like the boys are all buying underdogs here. Let's switch over to Italy. We have the Derby della Madonnina, Inter against Milan. The over is two and a half goals, minus 125. Under two and a half goals is even money. We have Inter over two and a half in their last 11 games. Uh, Milan under two and a half in nine of their last 10. Are you guys buying the over or the under? What do you think here, Scott? This one's tough. I think historically this one has been like it's been hitting about three goals pretty consistently. Uh, I think there's only been like one or two instances in the last three years where it's hit under. But after watching Milan this weekend, I don't see how they are going to get on the score sheet maybe once if they're lucky. Uh, they, they really look disjointed up top. So uh, I'm actually going to going to go against the uh, the trend here. And, and I'm going to say this is probably going to be an under. So I'll take the under two and a half. Plus, you get a little extra juice that way. Coach, yeah, this is like he says, it's a tough one. Uh, generally, it does go over, but last season they played four matches because they did meet in the Coppa Italia semifinals, and two matches went over, two went under. The two that went over were exactly three goals, so it was really close. Um, I'm gonna lean over just because I think there there will be a few goals, but I can see it going either way. It, it definitely is a tough call, and like Scott said, Milan did not look very good last match. Um, but Inter, I mean, look, they, they gave up three against Lazio last weekend, right? So do they shore things up or are they still bleeding goals? That's the big question, I think. All right, Charles, the master of totals. What do you think here? Are you buying the over or the under in this one? Yeah, I would probably lean to the under on this. I think it's going to be a, a tighter, cagier match. So 
Um, I would give the slight advantage to enter, so I could definitely see a, uh, a, a nil one type of match. Um, maybe we see a, a, a nil nil, uh, nil one, one one, some sort of scenario with that. But I also like the corners a lot in this match. These teams tend to produce tons of corners when they match up as well. So I'm more looking at a corners angle. And then um, I, if I had to take a, a total, I would go with the under and a slight advantage to enter. Definitely seems to me like I, I agree with you guys. This is this is going to be two teams who are not looking to lose the game more so than winning, right? I think that it's one early in point, the season. Yeah. Exactly. You can, you know, that that six point swing could be important either way. So coming out of this with a point and not giving up two could be the way to go. Both All Champions right, League next week too. That's it. Short turnaround. We had a midweek games in Italy. Now we have the weekend games. Champions League. Both of these teams are featuring. That's a hell of a point. Um, all right, let's let's try out some player props here. So we have another awesome game, a, a clash of two teams who uh, maybe the fan bases hope they're a little bit better than they are, Napoli and Lazio, myself included. Um, we got two of the top goal scorers in Italy. So we got Chiro Mobile, anytime goal scorer at plus 140. Victor Osimhen, anytime goal scorer, plus 120. Are you buying or selling either of these guys to get on the score sheet? Scotty. I think... I think it makes sense to buy both. Uh, I mean, both these guys are the ones where if, if you think either team are going to score, they're going to probably come through this the, the, them at some point, whether they're getting the goal or they're you know doing a, a drop-off for somebody else. But if I had to pick one, I think I'd lean towards uh, Osimhen right now just because they have shown, at least in the beginning of the season, that they have a, a, an ability to kind of get the ball you know, into those dangerous positions where he can kind of come through and just finish it off and get, and get in the back of the net. So I think both are, are a pretty good chance. Obviously we're looking at the odds when they're pretty close to being you know even money that that's a sign of that. But uh, if I had to go with one right now, I would go with OC men, but I have no problem taking both and and you could, would very well likely see both get on the score sheet. Coach, you agree? Yeah. Tough call. Uh, I just look back to both matches last season. It was a uh, combined, uh, 6-1 on aggregate for Napoli between the two matches in the league. Osimhen didn't score any of those six. Chiro didn't score. Yeah, I think, I feel like Martins to, had like five goals last year for that. Yeah, you have to go back to uh, the, the 2021 matchup uh, in the spring to, to have both of them on the score sheet. If I had to pick one, I'd probably go Osimhen just because of the form Napoli's other attackers have been in, to, especially, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name, the Georgian player there that Rizzo KK. Mal, KK. Um, you know, he's been he's been doing pretty well in the wing, setting things up. I'll go Osiman if I had to pick one, but you can never rule out Chido because his his record, you know, speaks for itself. All right. So Charles is the total master. The thing he is second best at, in my opinion, is these player props. He's crushing them all season long. Charles, are you buying either of these guys to get on the score sheet? Absolutely, and this is one of my one of my featured matches. So this is two of the uh, gentlemen that I had circled as anytime goal scores. Plus, love KK plus two forty here. He was rested midweek, so I, I think he's the one that you really need to watch out for. Plus, getting that, like I said, plus two forty. But yep, I could definitely see Osim and and Mobile getting on the score sheet as well. Awesome. Anything else we should be looking out for in this game? Um. Uh, you know, Napoli pretty much owns Lazio, so I uh, would not. Yes. You know, Napoli, um, their stock is low, so usually I like the back teams whose stock is low coming into this matchup, plus they fared well away from home. So I could definitely see this as a get-right spot 
Yeah, so back-to-back draws for those guys. They're coming in uh, slight favorites here, plus 135 on the money line. So um, about as good of a number as you're going to get a Napoli all year. Uh, Lazio plus 185 on the money line. Correct. Yeah, so Nick, before you go to the the Merseyside Derby, I have another one to throw out at you because it's the other Saturday's chock full of great matches in Serie A. Fiorentina Juve. Vlaovic goes back to his old stadium plus one thirty. Do you buy or sell him to score? He's he's been hot back to back weeks with beautiful free kick goals. I didn't even know he had that in his arsenal. So four goals so far in the season, he's going to score against his ex team. Oh, I think we just lost Nick. We lost Nick. So Scott, <laughs> I will you, take you, it. Uh, I would say yes. Uh, I don't really, you know, I don't place Fiorentina on, on a pedestal by any means. I think Vlahovic is definitely going to, uh, you know, continue his form into this match. And like you said, he, he's scoring from new methods now where he's getting, you know, off the, off the free kicks. So uh, I think if, if, you know, if you're looking at the game and, and you want to take a shot at it, I wouldn't begrudge you. I think it's a pretty good chance. Where, where else are Juve's goals coming from? Yeah. Uh, I don't know who else is scoring if it's not him. So. If we think they're scoring, I'm definitely buying Blavich. Yeah, absolutely. I see. I was getting it. Yeah, I was getting it plus 165. I was all over that. Oh, that's so a great number. I definitely think he shows out against his old team. I don't think it's going to be a high scoring match, but I do like you being this in this spot. So I could see a nil one, uh nil two type of match, and Blavich gets on the score sheet. All right, love it. For the next one, we have Scott's favorite matchup of the year. We have uh, Liverpool and Everton, the the Merseyside Derby. Uh, Interesting one I'm going to throw at you guys, the first goal prop. So Liverpool have conceded first in eight of their last nine league games. Everton to score first is plus 240. Are you buying or selling Everton to score first in this game? Scotty, lead us off. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely helps that they'll be playing at home. So there'll be, a you know, the, the atmosphere will certainly be in their favor. Uh, Liverpool are also going to be short on midfielders again. Uh, Henderson has, has picked up a hamstring injury, and I don't think Thiago will be ready. So uh, they'll probably be running some sort of combination of Milner, Fabinho, Harvey Elliott. Maybe uh, they give a, a nod to Fabio Carvalho after his performance against Newcastle. Um, however... I think there's one thing that is working in Liverpool's favor right now, and that is the return of Darwin Nunez coming back from suspension. He will be available. You assume he'll probably start this match. If you saw him after the winning goal against Newcastle, he was very hyped up. I think he's kind of taken a a, a bit of a, a you know tumble in, in terms of some of the the opinion about him in the Premier League because of his red card, and I think he's eager to redeem himself. So I think Nunez comes out firing. We've talked about Everton and their struggles already. I, I don't really expect them to, you know, put up too much of a fight, but you never know. It is a derby. You always put your best foot forward. So I will sell taking Everton on the score to score first, but I, I understand the logic behind it. Coach, what do you think? I'm selling. I don't I don't buy Everton enough. I know Liverpool's conceded quite a few times. They had their last nine EPL matches, like you mentioned, but I, I just don't think Everton's that good. The goal's seem to be, you know, few and far between for them. Charles, any shot Everton scores first? I wouldn't be shocked. I kind of liked um, Everton in this spot. I think they're going to put everyone behind the ball, uh, make it an ugly one, and then maybe if they can nick a goal so uh, to get the early lead. Plus, you know, Liverpool is going to have the uh, uh, the Naples trip, trip on their mind, which they've never fared well going to Napoli. So um, 
that'll be in Everton's um, favor as well. So um, I, I thought um, Everton getting the goal in a quarter head start was a nice spot. So uh, that being said, I would not be shocked at all to see them take the lead. And, um, you know, Gordon's been their scorer, so you can get a great price on him as any time goal scorer as well. Yeah, he stays too. There's rumors of him potentially moving on to Chelsea, but he he stays at Everton. So maybe he has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder since uh, he couldn't quite complete that move to a Champions League club. Yeah, and they've scored first in their last two matches against Leeds and Brentford, uh, both times Gordon's 17th minute against Leeds, 24th against Brentford. So just a little food for thought. Yeah. Oh, I've been riding them uh, first half goals each time too, and Gordon's plus 440 anytime goal scorer as well. So um, great number on him. Um, to score first, he's plus 1,300. Ooh, a little extra juice. There you have it. There you That's the bet. All right, last one before we move on to breaking down some of these games. We're going to go to Germany. We got Union Berlin hosting Bayern Munich. Both sides started the year flying, 10 points each. Can Union be a legit threat, plus 600 money line, plus 500 draw no bet, plus 220 double chance getting half a goal or better? You guys buying Union, giving Bayern a run for their money or selling? I will sell. Um, I, I know that coach has been making a lot of money on Union Berlin so far this season, but I think Bayern have been playing at an, a level above what they've been, you know, in the last few years. They've been firing all cylinders. Nick and I talked about it in our Champions League breakdown, where it's not just coming from, you know, one point with with Lewandowski. Now they're coming at you from all angles, um, so it's really tough to slow down their attack. Uh, I think the form that they're in and, and the way that they're getting shots on goal, I think it'll be too much for, for Berlin. So although I appreciate Berlin's form, I, I think Bayern are, are going to have too much to for Berlin to, to hold up. Yeah, I'm going to buy this lukewarm. You know you buy it's it, a luke, luke, lukewarm buy for, you know, definitely part of it. Is that they've, they've done well for me in my locks the past couple of weeks. I've won some bets on them. Um, they have proven tough to beat. They're at home. Bayern goes to Inter this com- this coming midweek. So that's not an easy matchup for them. They might be looking ahead a little bit. I don't know if they win this match, but maybe they they nick a point off of Bayern. Look yeah, yeah. How, um what's do we know the line? How many how many goals are they getting? Are they getting like a goal and a half, something like that? Um I'll I'll look while Charles is going. All right, Charles, what do you think? Union have a shot here? Uh, I'm gonna sell that. I uh I, I'm on the fence if uh, Union were even scores. I mean, they usually do at home as well, but I, I don't think this will be as high scoring as most people would think. I could definitely see uh, Bayern getting the one nil first half lead and adding maybe one or two in the second half, maybe a uh, nil two, nil three type of victory. Maybe a uh, – so I don't think it goes over um, – Maybe a one to two. Maybe we could see Union uh, Nick okay. one back. Maybe the one two. But um, I definitely see Byron scoring in both halves. Um, we can also lose, look at uh, Jamal Musiala getting on the score sheet as well, plus one eighty five anytime goal score. So, but I, I, I think Byron is uh, too strong in this spot. In my personal opinion. Okay. So if you wanted to protect yourself against a one goal loss with Union, you could get them at uh, plus a goal and a quarter at plus one hundred five and plus a goal and a half at minus one twenty. All right. Not bad. See if they can keep it close. Um, All right. So that's going to wrap up buy or sell. Um, You know, as we mentioned, our boy Charles is here. He is the master ready to give out some winners. We have an incredible weekend of games here in both England and Italy. Charles, I'm going to 
throw a couple games at you. Would love to, to get any thoughts you have. I know we, we spoke a little bit about some of them, um, but the, the big one here I want to start with is Man United hosting Arsenal. What do you think about that game? I don't think it's going to be an entertaining match. I, um, I think Arsenal are um, – they're looking like they're going to be uh, pretty strong this season as well. So um, um, these two tend to have uh, um, higher scoring matches as well. So I I would not be surprised to see both teams scoring. But I'm, I keep coming up with a 1-2 type of score line. Arsenal uh, getting the, the two goals as well. Um, so – um, definitely like Arsenal in this spot, um, but I would probably uh, just take them on the draw, no bet, play a little bit safer as well. But I could definitely see uh, both teams scoring and a uh, one to two type final score. That's what I keep coming out with All Arsenal right, so on top. And, and just to level set with the listeners, uh, United actually is the favorite here. They're plus 155 on the money line, Arsenal plus 170. Draw no bet, United minus 120, Arsenal minus 105. So uh, actually great friggin' number for Arsenal there on that draw yeah. no bet. Exactly. Yeah, I definitely think that's the way to go. I mean, Arsenal have been flying, you know, game one, the only team that has won all five of their matches in the Premier League so far this season, you know, 13 goals already. Uh, I do have to give United credit right now. They do seem to have kind of corrected their defensive issues, just the one goal against Liverpool in their last three matches. So I think it'll be an interesting matchup. It's a, it's the first real good test of, of this new Varane and Martinez, you know, backline pairing. So uh, I'm curious to see if Casemiro starts. He's been coming off the bench uh, the last two matches for United. I think if he starts in midfield, that's kind of a game changer for United and you might actually look their way. Um, but I'm not really sure where his fitness stands if, if uh, Ten Hag is planning on putting him into the starting lineup. So that might be one just to keep an eye on an hour before kickoff and see if there's a sneaky surprise there. But if, if he's coming off the bench, then I'll lead towards uh, Arsenal because I, I think they just have the form. Um, they have this goal score and prowess, and, and I think they'll be able to get the ball in the back of the net a little bit more than, than United. All right. Fair enough. Um, so we, we mentioned some of the other games. Um, let's go back to Italy real quick. Uh, Saturday is just an absolutely stacked day. So we have Fiorentina hosting Juventus. Fiorentina plus 190. Juventus plus 145. What do you guys think about this one here? Charles, we'll start with you. Uh, as I mentioned before, I like UV in this spot. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring match. We'll probably see one, two goals. I can definitely see UV uh, getting the victory, nil one, nil two, and Vlavic, um, um as the goal scorer as well. So, like I said, I think it'll be a tight, cagey match, but I uh, am backing UV to get the, the winner in this spot, uh, which you can look at them on the money line, or you can even look at them on the uh, quarter line as well. At um, I believe some shops – um, or even plus money uh, on the quarter line as well. So that way, if it is a draw, uh, you get half your stake back. All right. Love that one. Um, so we, we mentioned a little bit about uh, AC Milan hosting Inter, hosting in quotes, um, basically dead even there on the odds. So uh, both teams are plus 160 on the money line. Draw plus 220. Not sure if anybody's considering that one. Um, you know, we all talked about how we're kind of buying the under there. Charles, you mentioned that you'd like corners in this match. We know Inter has been a corner machine. I think uh, you gave out that winner the last time you were on. Is there any other bets we should be looking at for this game? Um, like I said, I like the 
the corners. I think it's going to be KG, and I would look at the uh, enter draw no bet as well. So one I looked at, I want to I want to throw it out to you guys. I don't I don't know how I feel about it. I haven't placed it yet, um, but I'm considering Rafael Liao anytime goal scorer plus two hundred. I don't know yeah. that he scored yet, but this just seems to me like one of those games where he pops up. The fan base goes absolutely crazy, and then we don't hear from him for another three, four, five weeks. Could this be the game at plus 200? I'll pass on that. It's no disrespect to Leao. He just has, like I said. The, he's not a finisher. The, he's not a finisher. The, the, the Milan attack right now seems a little disjointed. They don't seem like they're, they're that cohesive you know, ball movement that gets the ball into the right areas right now. They seem to be relying a lot on a little bit of individual play. So I'll pass on that for now. Um more so because I think that Inter is going to have a pretty good, you know, defensive performance in this one. Uh, so I, I don't know that I would take any any goal scorer props in this match for that reason. Yeah, I, I, I'd probably pass. I know two, plus two hundred is a pretty good number, but he hasn't scored yet this season. I don't know if this is the, the match he he gets his first. All right, just throwing it out there. Um, coach, let's move over to your team. Roma is uh, at Udinese. Udinese, hot start to the year. I feel like they've been scoring goals in every game. Uh, underdog here, plus 300. Roma, minus 115 on the money line. Do you guys see goals in this one? Um, do, you, do you think Roma takes care of business? Minus 115 seems like a pretty good number for them. I think it's uh, under what I expected. Charles, I'll start with you. Do you have any opinion on this game? Yeah, I definitely like Rome in this spot. Like I said, uh, we spoke last. I, I like them and Inter uh, during the uh, the season to finish uh, at least in the top four as well, if not uh, compete to win the title. So, plus they've owned this Udinese side. They're seven, one, and two in their last ten. So, I can definitely see them uh, getting the victory. I'm not sure if it'll be high scoring, but I think they can do just enough to uh, to get the winner against this. Um, bully of a team in Udinese. All right, coach, what do you think? Your boy Dybala coming off of a two-goal performance. Tammy on the score sheet last game. Are they putting it together or are they going to struggle? I, I think this could be, you know, a tough match for them. Udinese is, is good at home. Generally, when Roma does go there and win, it, it's a lower scoring match. Last year was a 1-1 away. You know, the year before, one nothing win for Roma. So a lot of the time it is tight. Like Charles said, I don't know if I expect a ton of goals. Uh, the one thing I have keep an eye on from a Roma perspective, they've given up one goal uh, in four matches, and that was that free kick to Vlaovic against Juve. So the, the Roma defense has been stout so far. I hope it stays that way from, from a fan perspective. Um, so if you're asking me, are you asking me about the over-under or just in yeah, general? Just, yeah, no, just any, any thoughts you have on the game, any bets you're looking at. I mean – it. I don't want to say too much about my own team because you know how that usually goes, but I feel pretty good about the way they've played so far. I I feel pretty pretty good about the way they've played so far. So um, I think the the minus what was it one fifteen I think yes is a is a pretty good number for them. You're not going to get it too often against like these mid to lower table clubs, but um, you know just be wary. Udinese is tough, like you mentioned. So Scott, the coach just said that Roma's defense is playing out of their minds with the likes of Chris Smalling, Roger Ibanez. Um, I don't even know who else is back there. What do you What do you think? If you watch the Juve match, if you watch the Juve match, Smalling and Ibanez are probably men of the match outside the Vlaovic free kick goal. So. Well, listen, they they have one goal conceded in the four matches they've played, and three so relegation sides for those played, for those names that you just listed to do that. Yes, I would say that means they're playing out of their minds, Nick. <laughs> 
So All right. I'll give coach credit here. Fair enough. All right. Let me, let me shift up. Coach, go ahead. You're, you were going to say something. I see it. No, I was just going to say, I, I, you know, I know it's a lot of heckling from the, the two of you, but Chris Smalling is very important to that defense. When he plays, they generally play pretty well. Uh, last season when he missed games is when the defense struggled. I know that the couple matches you guys end up watching are the ones where he puts in a dud performance, but he is important. And Ibanez seems to be getting rid of the brain farts that have plagued him for the first couple of years of his career. All right. One last hey, um, team. I'm going to add one. These two teams also usually uh, produce quite a uh, bit of corners as well. So you might also want to look at the corner oh. market. That could be a, another way to attack this match. There you go. All right. You heard it here. Is there one team you like in particular or just the overall? Oh, I definitely like Roma in this spot. All right. Cool. All right. One, one last team I want to throw out to everybody. It's one of our favorite teams. Uh, we, we rode them to a lot of money last year. We're talking about Newcastle. Uh, they are hosting Crystal Palace, and they are plus 105 on the money line. Palace plus 275. Charles, what do you see in this one? I like Palace getting a goal head start in this matchup. Um, I could even these I can even see them scoring. I like them even to score maybe a first half goal. I can see them uh, covering the first half. Zaha is plus two twenty five anytime goal scorer, and he's been uh, just uh, you know, a scoring machine. Um, so I definitely like Palace in this spot to get the uh, goal head start for sure. You guys agree, or are you back in Newcastle oh, to, to bring home more money? I think it's a tough one. I mean, Crystal Palace have been playing pretty well. Um, you know, I, I think the biggest issue they had right now is, is their defense. So uh, I, I would expect Newcastle to get on the clean, on the on the score sheet here. I think maybe even a, a both teams to score bet here it might be the way to go because uh, I do see goals in this one. Yeah, I like that both teams to score. I don't know what the the number is on it, but I could see both teams definitely scoring. Give me, give me one. There, there should be some goals. It's hard to pass on Newcastle plus money at home. But they have been uh, drawing a lot of matches lately, so that is one thing to keep an eye on. Both teams yeah. to score minus one twenty. Yeah, oh. I think that's probably the way to go. I mean, Newcastle do have some injuries that they're still dealing with. Um, I don't think uh, Guimaraes will be back. I don't think Saint Maximin will be back for this. Uh, Callum Wilson certainly will not be back for it. So they're still a little banged up. Uh, similar situation to Liverpool, but uh, I definitely see goals in it. So I, if you're you know making a pick on this one, I'd say say that. All right, so. Uh, Tried to take everybody through a couple of the marquee matchups of this weekend, but there's a, obviously a ton of other games that we should be keeping an eye on. Charles, help us break them down, man. What else are you looking at this weekend? Um, well, um, just the ones I have jotted down uh, besides any featured matches. Um, you can look at Southampton getting a quarter head start. This is another team that I think that uh, could score in the first half at great plus money, cover the first half as well. Um uh, James Ward Krause, he's Krause, he's plus three twenty anytime goal scorer. He gets on a free kick. You know he can score no anytime. It's an it's an incredible number for him. Uh, so I, I definitely can uh, see that um, taking place. And um, I could see Bournemouth. I could see Bournemouth covering or even uh, scoring in the first half. Um, and then Nottingham uh, actually eventually winning. I could see that. That scenario, uh, Bournemouth uh, cover first half, uh, Nottingham actually winning. Um, uh, Leicester, um, they always, even as bad as they look, I mean, they always get Brighton a hard time, and Brighton, for whatever reason, is not as uh, clinical at home. So I could definitely see Leicester hanging around, but I I wouldn't touch that one after today. I uh, kind of moved me away. And then, you know, City, I don't know if Holland's going to play, but you can look at um, – 
scenarios, Holland, uh, City to win and Holland to score, Holland to score first, uh, plus 265, um, Man City to score in both halves is even money, uh, Man City uh, uh, corners, team corners are at 6.5, because I definitely could see a uh, nil one, a nil one type of first half, because I like them in the first half, um, and then they add another one or two in the second half, a nil two, nil three, I'm, I'm not sure that Villa even scores. So I could see the uh, nil two, maybe nil three type of final scores. So uh, you can definitely look at those type of scenarios. So um, those are the ones I have marked down besides a uh, feature match that I have in EPL. Sweet. Anything in Italy? Uh, yeah, on Italy, I like Sampdoria a lot. Well, uh, getting the, you, wait, wait, wait. Uh, let, pause, let me pause <laughs> right there. You might be the first yeah. person to ever say that in the history. Yeah. Of not only this podcast, Wait, Nick, did you see who they're the playing? Did you see who I they're didn't playing? See that. Hold on, Hell oh, okay. I right, take yeah. it back. I, I, I apologize, I cut you off prematurely. Please go and, and let us know. <laughs> yeah, I like them getting a half goal head start. So, and I can another one I can see them scoring in the first half, uh, and covering the first half and having that nil one. Uh, going into halftime as well. Um, maybe we see a 1-1, one, one, um, but Sampdoria's own Hellas, they're 7-2-1 and one, their last 10, um, oh. and they failed to lose in five straight. So I could see the nil one nil two one one type of final score. Uh, this is another one we could see corners as well. So I definitely like the corners market in this matchup. Um, um, Ippoli uh, getting a quarter head start. Uh, this is another one we could see a, a nil 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 one type of final score. Um, already said the Roma and, and I like the Juve. So um, those are oh the uh, Criminance and Sassuolo definitely looks like the uh, goals in both teams to score. Monza and Atalanta the same. I would not be surprised to see the home teams. One of them pull a shocker as well. Uh, so I definitely can see goals in both teams scoring in those two matchups um, to close out the Serie A schedule. Awesome. Well, again, that's going to wrap it up here. Uh, follow our special guest, Charles, at ROI Capper one You just heard all the reasons why you need to subscribe if you haven't already. Charles, thank you so much for coming back on. We look forward to having you soon. Uh, it's my pleasure. Anytime, Appreciate fellas. It. All right, guys, that leads us to the segment you've all been waiting for, our hat trick of picks, the locks of the week. We are absolutely on fire to start out the season. Uh, Scotty, who do you have locked in for this week's games? I'm going back to the well. Uh, the last time I took this pick, it bit me in the butt, but it's Wolves versus Southampton under 2.5 goals. It's minus 125. Have to. The Wolves, the Wolves under just it cashes week after week after week. It's four and one this year. The only time it's lost was that opening week when I took it as my opening lock. So I'm ready to get hurt again. I'm going back to the well. I, I believe in this Wolves team to not only not score goals, but also have a pretty decent defense. And Southampton aren't exactly doing anything. Uh, it, it, if you look at the list of players, like the, the goals, uh, goal score, anytime goal score props is a, is a list of nobodies. Uh, it's like Che Adams. It's Daniel Podence. It's some Croatian dude that I don't even know his, who he is. Probably. So I felt really good about taking the, the under on this one just because I can't see any of those guys getting on the score sheet. So under two and a half Wolves versus Southampton. I'm trying to get some redemption here. 
Uh, my second pick is my favorite prop to take, which is the one plus shot on target. Uh, I'm going with Mikael Antonio. Uh, Skamaka, we talked about it with Charles, has missed the midweek game with some weird gum throat disease. Uh, As coach said, he's on antibiotics, but he's still not in training. So uh, I would expect him to sit out again, which means Antonio should get the start. Uh, We talked about dud performances. Chelsea's been putting up dud performance week after week for the last few weeks. So uh, you got to figure Antonio's going to get at least one shot on target here. And that's at plus 100. So even money here. So uh, that one, I might even go so far as to say is free money is free money. I think that's where we're at with that pick. And my third lock of the week, uh, we're going to go a little bit higher odds, uh, but it's Alexander Isak to score. The Swedish international has been killing it for his international team already. Um, hasn't quite made the impact at the club level, but came on or actually started against Liverpool midweek and scored the the opening goal. I think he's the real deal. Um, I've been expecting him to kind of make a big splash at, at any point. So I'm thinking he might now have his opportunity, especially with um, the injuries that Newcastle have. So uh, I like him to get on the score sheet. Uh, Crystal Palace have yet to record a clean sheet this year. So I, there's going to be goals in this one. Uh, we talked about maybe a, a both teams to score, but at plus 180, I think Alexander Isak to score is a really good deal. Love it. Yeah, I, I like it. Coach All worldwide, right. take us take us around the globe. <laughs> I love it. I'm going uh, back to France with Marseille. I regret not picking them last weekend. I had said it in the group text. I liked them. I didn't take it. They ended up beating Nice, I think, 3-0. Uh, they're, they're at Auxerre this weekend. Marseille won four of the first five matches under Igor Tudor. The other match was a draw, so they're – they're unbeaten so far to open the, the league Top campaign. Of the table, right? Uh, yeah, I think they're level with PSG right now, 13 points. And minus 140, I just feels a good number for a team that's winning a lot of games. I know it's on the road, which is why the number is favorable. But um, I think this is a match they win and continue to stay hot. And speaking of Hellas, man, do they miss Tudor as their manager? I'm big time. I bet you they're wishing that they appeased whatever you know player request or disagreement they had in terms of philosophy because they miss him big. My second one, I'm going Hold to Hold up, Premier Coach. League. We got to yep. call out one thing. Marseille, also a darling of this podcast for the Champions League pick because I believe we have them advancing in their group. Uh, Absolutely, for plus, we do. Plus 300 or something to that extent, Absolutely, Nick. So we do. We got to make sure if you if you have not listened to our Champions League previews, go check that out. And you'll get some more uh, information on Marseille. So, Coach, I go. agree with your pick 100%. I will say the one time I did bet them – when was it that they drew? I think two weekends ago or so. I, I I liked them and they ended up drawing, which was a bit disappointing. But I, I do like them. I, I think they're pretty well constructed so far in that league. I'm not saying they're going to beat out PSG, but I think there's some value with them when they get numbers like this. Um, my second one, I'm going with Brighton. Uh, hosting Liverpool, minus 115. I know it's, you know, Brighton doesn't jump out at you in terms Leicester. of name, but they're playing Leicester. Leicester has one point so far. They've looked very poor. Brighton, 10 points already. Um Looking pretty good. I mean, it's hard to bet against them when they're they're winning matches. And Leicester has it's been man. Very if anybody watched so that United far, right? game today. I don't think Leicester had a prayer of scoring. I mean, that was a that was. I almost wish I took United to win to nil. Yeah, yeah. I mean, also, this, is a, this is the type of match, right? If they're like a bigger name team, even like a West Ham, maybe they're now getting minus one fifteen. They're getting a much less favorable no number. Pascal Gross too. I think if you know the season ended today, he's probably going to finish in the top five. You know, in terms of you know MVP voting or, or whatever you want to call it, um, he's he's been on fire for them. So, got to got to ride the wave while it's while it's still there. Yeah, and then the last one, I'm going to go with that Lazio Napoli matchup. I'm going to go over two and a half. I I'm shocked it's only minus one forty because, like I mentioned earlier, when uh, we were talking about that match, 
That, that's uh, a minus one eighty, minus one ninety line, hundred percent. Yeah, because uh, we had a a couple, a two one and a four nothing last season. Most of the time, I look, they're they're easily over two and a half when they they square off. I expect some goals in this matchup. All right, I like it. All right, so I'm going to go to to three teams that have burned me all year wrong. We are riding the ship this week with these bets. The first one I already kind of spoke about them. I teased it. It's Sassuolo. They're minus 150 draw no bet against Cremonese. I think their defense looked excellent last week against Milan. Um, that is certainly something we've never said about Sassuolo in the past. So I think, um, you know, if they can carry that form over one game, it would be appreciated. Cremonese <laughs> is giving up a thousand goals and chances a game. Sassuolo is also plus 125 on the money line, but they've certainly burned me there. So I'm sticking with my favorite draw no bet minus 150 number. And for the listeners, I will once again tweet out the text that Nick sends when he is very upset about Sassuolo letting him down. Uh, we did it the last weekend. I'll yeah, do we it again this weekend. <laughs> it's so going they, to happen. They're He'll almost have guaranteed to give up the first goal. Like, I don't know so what make the sure, odds are, but they're sure almost you're, guaranteed. <laughs> make sure you're following me on Twitter at Scotty underscore KP, and you'll get all the inside details of Nick's meltdowns on the group thread. No, and you guys know, I do this for you guys. I don't even do it for me. <laughs> I do it so that I once I pick a team, until I get that, until the team does me right, I will stick with them. So this, Or is you add them to the bandwagon. It goes Either this way. is probably their I last think, chance. Can this we? All right, let's make an chance. agreement. If they do not get you at least the draw here, they're going to the bandwagon. Hundred percent. Okay, absolutely. I'm excited for this now. You guys this is now appointment TV. All right. Uh, the next one, uh, I think um, Charles even mentioned this. This was this is the first bet that not just jumped out at me. I, I know coaches on the over here. Napoli team total corners over four and a half. It's minus one ten. It is a coin flip fucking odds bet. Uh, this game's going to be absolutely wide open. I think Provadel has been really good for Lazio to start the year. So he's made a lot of key saves. Um, you know, Napoli will certainly get goals, but I think they threaten the goal more than that. I, I wouldn't be shocked if we hit this bet at halftime. Um, That's what Napoli, I was just going to say. This yeah, feels Napoli, like a first half total. <laughs> it sure does. Um, I, I think that they're going to be looking to bounce back after back-to-back suspect games. Over four and a half team total corners. This is my favorite bet of the week. And then finally, I'm going to flip-flop with Coach. I'm going to go to his team, Udinese against Roma. I like the over here, two and a half goals, minus 120. Roma has finally started to score. Udinese is generating a ton of chances every game. I like a goal from them. And I think um, Dybala or Tammy, both of those guys, to continue scoring, plus 150, plus 160, anytime goal scores for either of those guys. Pretty decent numbers. Uh, I, I don't see less than three goals in this one by any stretch. Yeah. I just want to say you mentioned Napoli dropping points in the last two matches. I just remember on Twitter about, I don't know, like eight days ago, they were, they were winning the Scudetto. So yeah, no, it's, <laughs> let me tell you, it's come to a crashing fucking hole. The battle between <laughs> Napoli and Roma fans on Twitter is maybe more entertaining than any game you'll watch this year. So if anybody needs to know who to follow, Shoot me a, a fucking DM. Like, I will point you in the right direction. Mostly instigated by a couple Napoli accounts, I will say. I, I, for what reason, I don't know. Um, it's great. But it's I great. love seeing them uh, eat some crow the past couple weeks. Yeah. Unfortunately, Lazio might just be what the doctor ordered. But let's hope that uh, Lazio plays up to their competition like they did with Inter, as opposed to playing down to their competition with Sampdoria last week. So we'll see. All right, guys, now we're going to take you to the highly anticipated Kicks and Picks podcast lock of the week. It is still undefeated on the season. A couple of pushes the last few weeks. 
Doesn't matter. You've lost zero money taking these picks. Scotty, let them know who we got this week. Yeah, I think to be more specific, we have one win and, and three draws. So that's okay. In an, in an effort to get us back into the win column, we're taking a bet that we'll either win or lose. There's no yeah, no draws uh, this week. No opportunity for drawing. Um, and and it's going to be both teams to score in the Newcastle versus Crystal Palace game. We talked about it. Crystal Palace has yet to keep a clean sheet this week or this season. Um, so there's going to be goals in this one. At the same time, Zaha is back and healthy, so uh, he's going to be leading that attack. And and I've always liked Crystal Palace in the attack. I think they usually have the the right a combination of guys to, to create enough chances and, and put them away. So um, I would say that this is as, as good of a lock as you'll get. And it's at minus one twenty. So you're not even really giving up much to get this uh, compared to some of the other matches, both teams to score. This is probably like the best value out there. So our pod lock again this week, it's going to be both teams to score Newcastle versus crystal palace. It's minus minus one twenty, And we're going to get you guys to our second win still undefeated moving into the next week. Boom. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up. Thank you all so much for listening. Special shout out at ROI Capper One. Charles, thank you for joining us. Hope you guys enjoyed the new segment. Just a reminder, we have our Champions League previews where we break down the groups, the future odds for group winners and to advance. Check that out if you haven't already. See you next week.